Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. Si, senor. Dimly lit room, people in the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. You know, midweek today, Wednesday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard. How did they end up being the general manager today? They are attacking Israel through their proxies in Hamas, perhaps. And if AOC and the squad and the rest of her communist buddies don't acknowledge that Israel is fighting back against Iran, and not merely punching poor Palestinian children in the head. She's either a liar or an idiot. Or a lying idiot. You know, a possibility I had not considered. We'll talk about that more later, obviously. Bitcoin has just fallen below $37 for the first time in three months. So uh, 37000 37000 yes. Yeah, that's $37, a minor $37, <laughs> um, So one Bitcoin, whatever that is... Uh, is worth one uh, thirty-seven thousand dollars? Yeah, it's down to thirty-seven thousand. Yeah, yeah, they're huge. If you've ever held a Bitcoin in your hand, it's like twice the size of a uh, a manhole cover. They're enormous. <laughs> it's it's the largest coin you've ever seen. And a Dogecoin is it bigger or smaller? It's slightly smaller. It's <laughs> and smells odd. Like the yeah. difference, especially when it gets wet. Like the difference between a penny and a dime. <laughs> exactly. In terms of coins. Yes. Yes. Walk around with some bitcoins jangling in your pocket, yes. the best girl on your arm. Yes. That's a good feeling. Because I am a simpleton, when I hear about the cloud, it is something up in the sky. When I hear about bit, when I hear about cryptocurrency, it is change you can carry in a purse. Yes, that's because I just don't have the imagination to keep up with the modern world. Apparently, uh, they still bombing the heck out of each other in Israel and. Uh, as, as far as I can tell, yeah, there's increasing diplomatic pressure to find a diplomatic solution, Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, the Israeli Defense Forces say, yeah, yeah, you know what? We've got your number. We will give you a call when we're ready for that. I thought the most interesting news story yesterday was the one Axios had uh, an exclusive on with uh, Biden making moves to allow Russia to build their oil pipeline, gas pipeline. Yeah, he essentially removed any sanction against it. To uh, to allow them to bypass Ukraine and get their... Uh, Get their gas straight to Germany, which is going to make them incredibly wealthy and incredibly powerful, even more powerful than they already are as an energy player in Europe. And mm-hmm. a lot of Republicans and Democrats are concerned about it and trying to figure out uh, what's going on, what Joe Biden's thinking is on that. Well, he's obviously colluding with the Russians. And it's, yeah, it's the sort of thing that if Trump did it, would the obvious narrative would be, he see, Putin's got something on him. It's the only explanation. Right, right. Um, I am troubled by this story. Even we can leave Biden out of it if you want. Sure, yeah, yeah. The fact that Putin's going to have a choke chain around Germany's neck, Germany, the most important uh, economy in Europe, and the fact that the Germans welcomed it, the Germans lobbied the Biden administration, saying, "Hey, let Russia build their pipeline. We really need the gas." Yeah, it's interesting. Anyway, we'll get uh, we'll get into more of that coming up. Uh, But it's not like the Germans could turn evil or anything. Hey, now. Oh, Nazi Germany. Here's what I'm excited about. We talked a little bit this about this on our One More Thing podcast that we do every day after the show. You can get it at armstrongandgetty.com. Captchas may soon go extinct. Captchas. You know what captchas are? Where they give you all those little pictures and they say, click all Capture the... Capture me outside. How about that? 
click on all the squares that have a traffic light or click on all the squares that have a bicycle. Right. And I can't can, tell. Is that a bike? Yeah. Is that part of a bike wheel or not? I don't know. Does the pole count as the traffic light? Because there appears to be a pole there. Or do you yeah. have to have a whole bicycle or is just the back wheel of a bicycle? I don't know. Give me some rules on this before you have me clicking around. I got shut out the other day. I, I went 0 for 3 and then they won't let you try anymore. Oh, I man. Cannot explain to you how hilarious I find that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I got not sure th- I've ever gone that bad. I got three in a row. I didn't have my glasses with me, so I'm really squinting hard, and I just couldn't tell. Is that a boat or a train, or what is that? I don't know what that is. <laughs> hey, uh, Sean, why don't you chisel off one of your giant Bitcoins and give it to Jack so he can go buy himself something pretty and feel better? It was very, very... Uh... Embarrassing and annoying, and I was really, or really perhaps you're a robot. The uh, Occam's razor, oh my right? Goodness. The most likely explanation is probably the, the right one. The system works. Yeah. So the <laughs> the point of CAPTCHA is to make sure you're not a robot. So right. Do you know what CAPTCHA stands for? It is an acronym. Now this is pretty funny. This is actually what it stands for: completely automated public Turing tests to tell computers and humans apart. <laughs> wow! So they just so they just took the full sentence explaining what it is yeah. and turned it into an acronym. Captcha. There's got to be a computers and humans apart. There's got to be a better. Yeah, one. I would think so. But you think it's going extinct? Uh, yeah, according to this article, it's going right, good. I don't know why that acronym annoys me more than most. I don't know. Does it need to be that long? <laughs> Telling computers and humans apart. All right. Uh, anyway, we'll catch you up on all the news. It's teamwork that makes the dream work. And there's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing button, flipping toggles, and pulling levers. He can only speak, and if he can identify all the squares here that picture <laughs> a train. Hey, good morning, Jack. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty good at CAPTCHA, so I had years of training as a teenager watching the Scrambled Playboy channel. I would squint and try and... <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, so I, I can get the there's her the breast over there. That appears to be a leg in the upper right. <laughs> No, I, I kid. Um, living uh, with weeds, eating and breathing weeds. I have weeds in my shoes and my ears. I'm doing fire clearance every year. I do this for my parents. They live out in the rural areas. I trim the weeds, but they get everywhere. And so it's just, oh, sometimes I can't hear. It's like, oh, there's a weed in my ear. Oh, my gosh. That's why <clears throat> that, that kind of weed is in my museum. Remember, I have a museum because I, because I too, living on a farm, am amazed by weeds. They're just incredible. The God's invention of being able to spread the seeds and how they get into everything. And it's just incredible. And that's why that weed is featured in my museum called Thistle Be Awesome. <laughs> is the name of my museum. I haven't built it yet. Never was there a hollower promise. <laughs> when I write my comic book. The villain's origin story will be his fascination with weeds mm. and how, the, no, 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 we need to be more like the weeds. It's the simple brilliance and the elegant of the design. This will be awesome. The way the little the, the, the little thing in there and the way it can hook onto your clothes or yeah. to the fur of an animal or anything and then travel around and get planted somewhere else, it's just an amazing thing of a nature. Like the mighty foxtail plague yeah. of, of golfers uh, up and down the West Coast. Incredible. This will be you know, awesome I've, is the name of my museum, so you yes, can't steal that. Yes, that's pretty I good, haven't Jack. copyrighted it yet, but you can't steal it. You've made it clear. <laughs> um, I, to paraphrase myself, because I've often said the first half of this to, to Judy, we live in the ants and weeds world. They just tolerate us. Yeah. 
You know, a human being abandons a house, it will be choked by weeds within six months, obviously, and completely taken over by beasts within a year or two, depending on how well it's sealed. It's quite amazing. Uh, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well. Uh, sticking out like a sore thumb update. It feels much better today. But I think I uh, the, the pain of the thumb from when I was uh, dismantling my couch that was not necessarily meant to be dismantled. Uh, I, I really went kind of office space on the printer on this couch. There and you it, go. And I'll tell you what. I think I really underestimated how much I enjoyed that. Oh, that I would love good. to beat the crap out of a printer. That oh. would give me great joy. <laughs> yeah, this couch it had a good run. I'm not saying you were a bad couch, but our time together had come to an end. I have no anger toward couches, but printers, yeah, I could like to take all my combined years of anger toward printers and put it into one printer with a bat. Well, as I shared with you guys before the show yesterday during a pre-show meeting, yeah, believe it or not, this is semi-planned. Um, I was near the Siwa stage with my uh, laptop. That would be the smash it with a hammer stage. <laughs> I tried to reboot it. I'd looked into what was running, what was taking up the CPU energy, and then I thought, no, I'll just smash it with a hammer. I'll show That'll you. stop it. Yeah, you idiot. <laughs> stop the hammering. Who's, who's in charge now, you think, as you smash it into pieces? <laughs> Who's waiting for who to not be crazy or something? <laughs> or something. <laughs> I'm surprised there aren't more like classes or something where you can go smash. Because if you go to the dump, there's tons of old printers and computer terminals and stuff like that. I think there'd be more classes where people can go smash them with a bat and make themselves feel better. About them not working at work. and uh, You could offer that as a service. That's a pretty good idea. Yeah, you know, like how the uh, the shredder truck stops in front of office buildings mm-hmm. or whatever. You'd be the smash computers with a hammer guy. Yeah, make you feel better. Yeah, everybody'd um, have a hoot and go back to work all energized and you know laughing. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Wednesday, May nineteenth, the year twenty twenty one, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin smashing the lies of the media with the hammer of truth, precisely according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. When restaurants shut down during the pandemic. Many of the people who worked there lost their jobs, which sadly was probably unavoidable. I mean, think about it. You can't pay a bunch of people if they're not doing any work. I mean, this is a business. It's not Congress. Hey, now. Man, restaurants are struggling, so they, they can't hire enough people. And every, every eating experience I have is less than pre-pandemic. Like, it just takes too long, and the service is too the slow and bad, and it's, I just don't think they've got the employees they need. I tried to order something uh, yesterday at an eatery. The guy was openly disdainful of the very idea that I would ask him for something. It was kind of odd. It was as if he'd never been in a restaurant at all. Not much, uh, you know, much less as an employee who you'd think would grasp that that is an appropriate transaction. Jeez. Um, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. It's, uh, you know, it's better than a sharp stick in the eye. We'll get into some of the news of the day, catch up on COVID and the economy and all the different things that are happening around the world. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Why I still wear a mask, a long piece in the Atlantic. 
I don't care if other people decide they want to wear masks. That's fine. I just is that an argument? It's like, I mean, I remember the reverse in the beginning was like the being the mad at people that don't wear masks. But I don't care if you wear a mask. I just don't understand mandating me wearing a mask at the point that the government is saying it's not necessary. Right. But the you wearing a mask, don't go ahead. You know, I might be mildly curious. Oh, curious, but I'm not mad. No. It doesn't bother me at all if you're in a restaurant wearing a mask. Right. Uh, Go ahead, but why are you making me, is the question. What if it's a gorilla mask? Like the full head mask. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what uh, they they should have. You know what I should have. They I should have designed like whimsical whole head N92 or whatever that did those masks. Especially are. for winter, that would have been great. Keep your head warm, COVID safe. Oh, sell them to kids. Yeah, mailbag. Here's your freedom loving quote of the day from C.S. Lewis, and it's funny it hadn't even uh, it hadn't even occurred to me as we're going through a series of these that he has one of my favorite quotes of all time about politics and tyranny. It's a tad long. Michael, I, I just, uh, the music is distracting. Yeah, I like it. It keeps me upbeat. Hmm? What? All right, we can, we can do it later, maybe during the, uh, the correspondence. But C.S. Lewis said this, Of all tyrannies, a tyranny sincerely exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive. Does that ring a bell, anybody? It would be better to live under robber barons than under omnipotent moral busybodies. The robber baron's cruelty may sometimes sleep. His cupidity, meaning greed, it may at some point be satiated. But those who torment us for our own good will torment us without end, for they do so with the approval of their own conscience. They may be more likely to go to heaven, yet at the same time likelier to make a hell of earth. This very kindness stings with intolerable insult to be cured against one's will and cured of states which we may not regard as disease is to be put on a level of those who have not yet reached the age of reason or who never will to be classified with infants imbeciles and domestic animals yeah it's pretty good with the schools and the masks and all that sort of stuff exactly the nanny state reduces you to an infant an imbecile or a domestic animal that guy could write a little bit Woo! you want to bring back the music Mike? yeah bring it back. it's fun it's a party moving along <clears throat> I'm not moving along until I hear that music. It's very complicated to get. Dear uh, dear guys, one reason Gavin Mussolini is probably keeping the mask mandate in place is 30 days from now, schools across California will be done for the year. Yeah, that's what I, oh. uh, that was one of my guesses yesterday. It coincides very nicely with schools getting out because um, if you release the mask ma- the mandates now, that's one more reason they've got for keeping the schools closed. Well, it's cover for the teachers' unions. That you've taken away. Yeah. Yeah. Utterly, unforgivably evil, keeping the kids out of school. Uh, Moving along on the question of Jack's food poisoning. Guys, I had a friend of mine used to work for L.A. County Health Department, did restaurant inspections. One time I got a really bad bout of, I guess, what was food poisoning. Uh, What he told me, I'll never forget. He said that foodborne illnesses uh, cannot always be traced back to the last meal you ate. A person can eat tainted food days earlier, and the bacteria or virus will lay dormant in the intestinal tract, only to suddenly flare up. And it's really hard to pinpoint when you got the food. That I did not know. That is completely new news to me. On the other hand... We uh, also got a note from a lady who ate at the same place as you several days ago and experienced serious gastrointestinal distress. But she, too, might have eaten some, I don't know, three-day-old shrimp that she'd accidentally left out and just 
blamed the most recent thing she did. I think that the, the drive through that I got uh, that I, I'm blaming for this, the fact that it took 20 minutes to get my sandwich uh, might be an indication that things weren't running smoothly in there. I don't you know. You think they were maybe scraping up uh, food off the floor because they'd run out or what? I don't know. Uh, speaking of drive throughs, um, what to call the media? Because it was pointed out by a a writer who I thought made a good point. Stop calling them mainstream media because they may be the mainstream of media, but they're absolutely not the mainstream of America. The the, the major media have such an odd and twisted, far-left, woke view of life. It's not mainstream at all. So we asked, uh, what would you call them? Uh, Davi says, I call them legacy media. It's like legacy currency, legacy banks. It acknowledges their clout while affirming their obsolescence and looking forward. Now, you're a thinking man. Legacy media, that's pretty good. Yeah, Brian says, uh, I've always loved drive-by media because of Rush uh, Limbaugh. It'd be a good tribute. However, you are your own show. You can have your own saying. Well, we don't need our own saying. Um, I don't if you know if there's no better choice than that. But he says, uh, "How about the DNC media, the ruling class media, the elite media, woke media, East Coast media, low IQ media, one party media, lion Joe Biden media, state run media, click media, meme media, one town media, copy and paste media, one world media, New York crimes media, no China crimes media, Democrat central media." <laughs> Jeez Louise! Elite media is pretty good. Yeah, I just I I, I wonder whether that's too subtle. Mm. Uh, how much time, Michael? whispering sweet nothings in my ear. I'm, I want to reserve a little time to tell you more completely about this email from Al Anonymous about the uh, the super high-tech glasses we were talking about mm, yesterday. I want to hear about that. The next generation of Google Glass, it is so intriguing and so cool. Finally, glasses where I can close my garage door from my own eyeglasses. No, 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 no. no. Much cooler That's than that. so exciting. I mean, <laughs> imagine how that would change your life. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So if Trump had done the same thing Biden did yesterday, man, the news would be going nuts about how, like, it's another example of Putin's got something on Trump. Putin must have something on Trump. It's the only explanation for this, but we'll have that. Three different writers for The Atlantic would be churning out 50,000 words each. (laughs) Here's how we got to this story yesterday. Uh, Drew Harwell, who we like, who writes about tech and stuff like that, tweeted out this uh, about these glasses and said, Finally, a pair of $269 location-tracking sunglasses that can reorder me dog food. Uh, and then as I read into it, I actually thought, not only does this sound kind of cool, I think it's absolutely the future. We're all going to wear either some sort of glasses or headset or helmet or something um, where we're going to have a screen and audio connection and all our phone stuff and just all this stuff is going to be tied into... Uh, some sort of connection apparatus. Uh, I think it's just the way we're going to live our lives. And it will make us completely insane. That might be true, but I, I do think it's coming. Can you imagine being connected 24-7 to social media, alerted any time there's a comment on one of your tweets well, you don't or have a reply? To be, you don't have to be connected 24-7. You can take them off, but people are oh, already yeah. connected. How, how much time do people have their phone in their hand or in their pocket? All but like eight hours a day already. So you'd just be something you wear on your head instead of carrying your pocket. Yeah, and uh, my bad for jumping to the downside, uh, because some of the technology sounds amazing. We got an email from Al Anonymous, and um, I will just tell you this. 
we're talking about the civilian applications for this technology. The Department of Defense is working on this stuff like crazy. The uh, connected soldier, mm. I think is the term, or the informed fighter, where they have at their disposal where their guys are, where the enemy is, according to the latest intelligence and or drones or whatever, uh, just real-time uh, scanning on, say you're th- hurling artillery, where it hit, how to adjust, just all sorts of technical data at their, I guess fingertips is the wrong, uh, at their retina. Um, so it's it's obviously very valuable for that. Um, but, uh, and this person has connections, but said, uh, let's talk about some of the, uh, non-classified applications. Say you're, uh, you're repairing or building or rebuilding a, a military aircraft. Uh, the plans and you're placing rivets. The plans aren't handy. The placement marks are smudged or aren't there. Can't remember exactly where to place the rivets. No worries. The glasses will show this technician exactly where to drive the rivet. Could there be electrical or communication wiring running right under the sheet metal? He can see it displayed in his glasses to make sure he's not going to hit and damage it. Could literally save lives and tons of times and money. Then in the civilian world, imagine wanting to hang a picture or a TV in your living room, but you can't remember if electrical conduit or water pipe is behind that drywall. No problem. Put on your smart glasses. They can be preloaded with the schematics from your home's builders, uh, builder, and you can see exactly where pipes and wires are, etc. You're out, so where your gas lines running through your yard, that sort of thing. Now, obviously, that's years and years away because you can't, you can't just put on the glasses. That stuff isn't programmed. It's not skimmed sure. out anywhere. The, the glasses they're talking about that you can buy right now, um, you, you can, you can, there's, there's a way to talk. Uh, it's like a headset, right? It's just in the little stem of your glasses, your sunglasses, mm-hmm. which are also can turn into regular eyeglasses. And, um, you know, the whole idea of opening your garage door, ordering your dog food, it's basically access to Siri or whatever you use for that sort of thing. But it's your glasses now instead of earbuds or your phone. And uh, I could easily see this being the future of eyeglasses. I I, th- I think we're going to move away from carrying phones with us all the time. We'll, we'll still be doing the same thing, just in a different way. Well, yeah, it's, I was just going to say we need to find a term, and perhaps it exists, and I'm just not hip to know it, hip enough to know it. What Those glasses we're talking about are a phone, quote-unquote. Yeah. If you can call somebody sure. and look stuff up on the Internet and order dog food and open your garage door, et cetera. It's well, just a, phone is a misname, misnaming of this device I'm holding right. in my hand. Right. A it, it is a phone, but that's not the main reason I carry it around. Right. Um, that's like the 50th reason I carry it around. And I don't I don't even if I needed to use the phone, I could go find a phone. So it's not even really on the list of why I carry this thing around. Sean, um, you're young and hip. What's the generalized term? Connection device? Everybody calls it a phone. Like device? Smart wearables, wearables in, in some form I hear attached mm. to various things. Um, um, but but yeah. I, I'll bet we're going to look back on this period from 2006 to here in a couple of years. And like you'll be able to watch old movies from the year 2015. Say, oh my God, you remember when everybody used to carry a phone like that? You see people walking down the streets and everybody's holding their phone. Right. Um, when you used to have to lug it around, <laughs> and nobody will anymore. It'll just be your eyeglasses, or it'll be a chip now from the can, government and juggle with their now free hands. See <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how much more you could do with your hands free now all the time. But yeah, that's clearly coming. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm, t- oh, I'm, ho- yeah. I'm holding out for the Tron helmet. That's what I want. I'm going to be oblivious in my own little cocoon, bumping into things, but watching like Kong vs. Godzilla for the 1,000th time. 
Well, I'm sure you could go with stormtrooper helmet or horse head or, or whatever you want. Really, yeah, whatever the occasion, right? Is but it a why... formal affair? Is it a casual thing? <laughs> exactly. But with the shrinking of the uh, the microchips, if you can get them and you can't, uh, why not like a, a little uh, lapel clip or, or you know a little pin in your collar? Why not? Yeah. I'd sign up for a chip in my head today. I, I have no problem. I have no problem with that. If there was a beast handing out marks, I'd be first in line. I have no problem with a chip in my head. It'd just be so handy. I mean, I don't want to be the first person they try it on. That's just sensible precaution. I, I want to be like fifth in line to see if the first four people like scream in agony. Or and, and who's chipping you in the head in this scenario? Tim Cook or Uncle Sam or, or what? I assume I'm going to an Apple store. And the, it, you lay down at the Genius Bar, and they, <laughs> they, uh, they approach pe- you with something that looks like a, a cattle, you know, what do you call it, that they put the cattle under yeah, with? you're going to yeah. feel a little pinch. They give you a leather belt to bite down on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I'll sign up for that. Um, <laughs> so, we like Axios and Jonathan Swan around here. We think he's a pretty serious reporter and everything. And, man, he was reporting all day long on the huge deal that is President Biden waiving sanctions on the Russian-owned company that's in charge of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Uh, The Trump administration put sanctions on this to try to stop it from being built and had halted it in its tracks, even though it was mostly built. The Biden administration of removing the sanctions mean this pipeline is probably going to be finished in July, Hmm. like in a a month or two. And that will give... uh, Russia the ability to to pipeline their their fuel straight into Europe, straight to Germany and on into Europe, and have the ability to shut off you know fossil fuel power to a lot of Europe uh, whenever they want to, just like they did with Ukraine when they wanted to invade Ukraine, they shut off their power, which gave it a, definitely an upper hand. But they've been wanting to build this pipeline that goes around Ukraine and get straight into Germany. Germany's been wanting it; we haven't wanted it. Um, as is reporting in um, in Axios, and I'll just read the report. This is a huge deal. Lawmakers on both sides of the aisle have been pushing Biden to implement the mandatory sanctions to cripple the pipeline. Lawmakers on both sides have been pushing to not let this pipeline happen. But the Biden administration, for some reason, has decided to do it. And again, if Trump were doing the same thing, you'd never hear the end of the whole Trump collusion. What does Putin have on Trump? It's just a matter of time till we find out. Well, play play that little montage. It's very short. This is uh, Chris Matthews talking to uh, Swalwell. Remember when he was a a presidential candidate? Yeah, he's uh, got a fondness for uh, young uh, Chinese ladies. This was the view of Trump when Trump was doing things not even within 100 miles of what Biden did yesterday. Do you believe the president right now has been an agent of the Russians? Yes, I I think there's more evidence than he is. Yes, and I, I think all the arrows point in that direction. I haven't seen a single piece of evidence that he's not. Not only has he failed to sanction or impose any kind of consequences on Russia for this egregious violation of international law, Donald Trump has continued his embarrassing campaign of deference and debasing himself before Vladimir Putin. His entire presidency has been a gift to Putin. There you go. So that is uh, Swalwell saying Trump was an agent of Russia, and then Biden himself, when he was running for president, talking about his entire presidency has been, you know, whatever the Russians want to do, he will do. And again, people on both sides of the aisle, not exactly sure why Biden is into letting this pipeline happen. The the read from Jonathan Swan is that uh, Biden is really concerned with being tight with Germany. 
The decision indicates the Biden administration is not willing to compromise its relationship with Germany over its pipeline and underscores the difficulties President Biden faces in matching actions to rhetoric on a tougher approach to Russia. Well, yeah, let me let me I should have jumped in immediately. But if I were going to be Eric Swalwell, oh, to be that pretty someday. But I'd also throw in and, and Donald Trump knows that the, the, the corporate entity in charge of the project is a Putin crony, a former East German intelligence officer. And and Trump is going against the advice of his own secretary of state, who said, I'm determined to do whatever we can to prevent that completion of the pipeline. Trump is clearly in bad with Putin. Yeah, except that Biden's the president. All those things I just said are true. Blinken said that? Yeah, he said I am determined to do whatever we can to prevent that completion of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, you know what's what's really interesting? And Man, I, I wish I didn't have this stinking job. It really it gets in the way of my social life, among other things. But <laughs> I'd like to really dig deep into German-Russian relations right now. And, and, and the third leg of the triangle, obviously, being the United States. Germany, you would think, would be highly concerned about Russian aggression, Putin's expansionism, the rest of it. Is it just that they're so hungry for cheaper gas, natural gas, that they're okay with this pipeline? Do they have a different perception of Putin and Russia or what? I'd like to know more about that. That is a very interesting question. Why is Angela Merkel not as worried about Germany as we seem to be? I mean, uh, Russia. Yeah, yeah, and then that, as you were chatting, I was thinking, uh, I wonder how long Putin lasts and what the next generation of Russian leadership looks like. And I wonder if Germany's making a uh, a bet much like the rest of the world did with China. If we engage with them a lot, surely they'll get more normal. And and uh, Putin and, and, and Russia are very different from China. So I just, I'm not sure that's not a good gamble. It might be a good good idea. By the way, I'm not trying to uh, make any you know any claim that Biden's in league with Russia or anything like that. Nah, I, that because that, that would be idiotic. Because it was would, idiotic. Because yeah, that would be idiotic. There can be you know geostrategic reasons for these things. I just don't quite understand what it is. Yeah, and neither does Axios, and neither do a lot of people in Congress. But anyway, everybody will be keeping their eye on that story, and they'll have their pipeline done here in a couple months. How about that? The guy running the pipeline uh, company is a former East German intelligence agent. Yikes. That's something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, coming up, a great analysis by the Wall Street Journal, speaking of China, on the hell the COVID has wrought and is still inflicting on the third world. Yeah. We thought we had it bad. Forget it. And that's why we're trying to get as many doses out to the rest of the world as we can partially to help them because we're the good country that does that, but partially to stop it from continuing to mutate and change to the point that it could come back and kick us in the hind end and not and our vaccine not work anymore. Right, and I will explain why, and actually it occurs to me for the second time, China will probably have killed 100 million people. Woo! Wow. That's something yeah. right there. Well, I'm stand by, I'll stand by those words next segment. You got any underpants that can help you start your car or anything like that? Or I wish. You done with the glasses? We'll keep our eye on all that. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss! He 
history! Spencer Turnbull has become the sixth Tiger pitcher to throw the eighth no-hitter in franchise history. His teammates burst out of the dugout and mob him at the mound. There you How go. about it? Not a hit, not a single hit. That's called a no-hitter. I got an alert on my phone because I have that app, but I was at a stupid social engagement with my stupid friends and my stupid wife, and I couldn't walk. <laughs> Hilarious. Did they deaden the ball too much? It seems like these things are happening a lot. Right? Oh, can we just have one conversation without a controversy in the modern world? So they, so they, deadened, <laughs> the, scandal. they deadened the ball this year? They dejuicified it. Yep. Okay. Oh, Absolutely. Dejuicified. They killed it. <laughs> so this is the dead ball era now. Uh, well, it's but that's not as dead as the dead ball era. It's the very sick ball they're era. They're practically throwing <laughs> billiard balls up there. You can't hit a home run with those. Or hacky sacks. <laughs> exactly. It's like hitting a tomato. <laughs> uh, you had some things you wanted to tease before well, I blow yeah. wide open the UFO controversy? <laughs> Next hour, a couple of great things. I will absolutely pay off. I believe China, uh, by the end of uh, this, well, certainly by the end of the decade, will have murdered 50 million people. Um, in short, yes. Also, the 10-year-old lad, have you seen this? You heard about this? Who lit up his school board at the school board meeting. Oh, he pants them. It's beautiful. We'll play that for you. So I'm increasingly having trouble sticking with 60 Minutes, which has been a mainstay of my uh, news diet my since I was like 13 years old. I've hardly missed an episode of 60 Minutes on a Sunday night. It's been the number one. Uh, a new show in America and one of the top-rated shows in America my entire life. And was known for its absolute excellence for decades. So the UFO story that I was all excited about from the other night um, is another black eye for 60 Minutes, it looks like to me. Do you remember this guy here? This guy, he was a big guy, had a little chin hair. You know how this sounds. It sounds nutty, wacky. Look, Bill, I'm not not telling you that, that it doesn't sound wacky. What I'm telling you, it's real. Imagine a technology that can do six to seven hundred G-forces, that can fly at 13,000 miles an hour, that uh, it can okay, evade that's, radar. That's enough from him. Since he doesn't have any fly- idea what he's talking about, there's no point in listening to him. So that's uh, Luis Elizondo, who they trotted out on 60 Minutes with all kinds of his special information he's got from his work in the government. Let me go through a number of Twitter threads about this. It's impossible to overstate the massive journalism fail we're seeing today with the elevation of supposedly mysterious UFOs as a legitimate news story. And they uh, feature this Elise, uh, what did I say his name was? Luis Elizondo. Um, and a whole bunch of people chimed on this, people who have been following these stories. So um, it started with the New York Times doing a front page story on this a while back featuring the same dude. Um Luis Elizondo claimed that he was involved in the Department of Defense, in particular with UFOs, and that he has since left that organization because they wouldn't release certain information and blah, 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 blah. The government has stated over and over he was never in the Department of Defense, and he certainly was never working on anything with UFOs. It's just not true. Mm, I don't know. Maybe they're just denying it because they're the government. Evil. Powerful. Uh, the Pentagon has not deviated over the years from its assertion that he never had anything to do with researching UFOs. How does 60 Minutes not even address this discrepancy, says uh, one of the many people that were trying to uh, uh, you know, be truthers on the 
the 60 Minutes piece. This matters because of all the mainstream UFO stories we've seen since 2017, starting with the big New York Times front page story, and then later in the New Yorker, and then the 60 Minutes. I mean, these are big-time publications that are elevating this guy's claims, Mm. and he's always the linchpin of it. Uh, why do you make Elizondo the credible face of a UFO story as many of the media have? You have to ignore his deep and open embrace of UFO, cons- UFO conspiracy nuts across the spectrum. And then they show him showing up at various conferences that are everything from, uh, from QAnon to 9-11 truthers to just he's involved with all that crowd. Oh, he's got boy. all this information. He was never in what he claims he was in in the government, so he doesn't have any special knowledge. And they they, they point out that a lot of the stuff that he calls it that he got declassified or declassified or whatever was unclassified from the beginning. It was just out there and available to everybody, and it's not really that exciting to start with. Um, and this person says, let me end with this plea of my journalism colleagues. We live in a conspiracy-laced time with QAnon, 9-11 truthers, you know, you name it. Um... Let's not uh, elevate people like this guy uh, who have no particularly interesting information and aren't who they claim they are. So why did 60 Minutes do that? They suck. I don't know. Why did they launch an incredibly bald, bold-faced hit piece on Ron DeSantis that was not only untrue, but it was aggressively edited to twist the truth? I don't know. They're ideological. They're lazy. Ideology doesn't really explain this one. Well, it's an easy click. I mean, it's an easy click, a story about UFOs, especially if it's in the New York Times, the New Yorker, in 60 Minutes, where I would think, well, these are legitimate organizations. I will click on a UFO story here, UFO story here, because this is yeah. good stuff. 60 Minutes is your best childhood buddy who's become a tweaker and now robs liquor stores and carjacks cars. Wow. You just have to say goodbye wow. to the past. Wow. That guy doesn't exist anymore. Well, if all these organizations go away, where am I supposed to get my news? Right here. Right here. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> 